In December of 1914, Europe was embroiled in a conflict. Just five months earlier, war had broken out across the continent following the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria-Hungary and the unending entanglement of alliances that followed. When thousands of soldiers marched off to war, though, the expectation was that the conflict would come to a swift end, sending everyone home before the Christmas holiday. Of course, as we all know today, that was not the case. The advancement of military technology had resulted in significantly more bloodshed, and opposing forces quickly found themselves entrenched in stalemates along the western and eastern fronts in proverbial wars of attrition. A devastating and shocking conflict with seemingly no end in sight. On December 7th, Pope Benedict called for a formal secession of hostilities in recognition of the Christmas holiday. But none would follow. Most members of the High Command on both sides balked at the idea. No formal truce or hiatus was agreed upon. But while the war raged on as usual on December 24th and 25th, there were exceptions. Exceptions where for a day or two or sometimes even longer, the low rumble of artillery and the crackling of machine gun fire faded into oblivion. And a silence fell upon the war-torn and frozen landscape of the French countryside. And on Christmas morning, as first light fell upon no man's land between the trenches of the British and German forces, the silence on the battlefield was replaced with something else, with singing. The men throughout the trenches sang carols, songs known to both sides, regardless of language. And as the men sang, eventually some wary soldiers stepped out of the trenches and onto the frost-laden dirt and mud. They met in no man's land. They exchanged cigarettes and mementos. The warring parties even took photographs with one another. And sure, there were many forces along the line, particularly French and Belgian, that continued the onslaught throughout the holiday. But over 100,000 troops participated in the unofficial Christmas truce of 1914. And as soldiers from both sides met with one another and exchanged gifts, the impromptu peace allowed the men to tend to their fallen brethren that littered the frozen and shelled battlefield. Both sides exchanged prisoners and had time to bury their dead for the first time in weeks, sometimes months, without risk of fire from their foes across the line. And when the field was clear, some men did more than friendly exchanges of gifts and stories or singing. Because in some places along the Western Front, some soldier, really anyone, brought forth a very simple item. A leather-bound ball. And on Christmas Day in 1914, on frozen land that had known little else but shelling, death, and destruction, men on opposite sides of the war played a very simple game. Soccer. They didn't keep score, there were no referees, and for all intents and purposes, it was a pretty ugly version of the beautiful game we know today. The misshapen ground sent the ball flying wildly in unpredictable directions, and the heavy, clunky boots of soldiers hardly lent themselves to deft touches or fancy footwork. Goals were made of caps thrown on the ground or posts hammered into the hardened dirt. But for a brief time in December of 1914, in a few places along the front, the war to end all wars ceased to exist. 
For a brief time, the shelling, the gunfire, the opposition between warring nations was replaced by friendly competition, by, by kickabouts and cheering soldiers masquerading as soccer fans. One English soldier, Ernie Williams, reflected on the pop-up matches in 1983, saying, I had a go at the ball. I was pretty good then at 19. Everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves. There was no sort of ill will between us. And of course, it was not to last, and being unofficial, it wasn't ubiquitous across the front. Along the Isère River in Belgium, French and Belgian forces fought endlessly against the German forces on Christmas Day, resulting in hundreds of deaths. And high command on both sides of the war admonished the unofficial truces and the fraternization. Improved relations between foes may have had the forces question the validity of the war, particularly one so bloody and one expected to end so quickly. Come the Christmas of 1915, truces like the year prior were significantly less common. By 1916, with the death count rising and animosity between opponents growing, they were completely non-existent. In the 100 years since the end of the Great War, many have debated the validity of the Christmas Day soccer matches. With the tension of the war and the shell-shocked landscape, historians doubt whether or not organized matches were even common along the front. Several soldiers, like Ernie Williams, have opined in letters to family and recovered diaries about their existence, however unorganized or unofficial. But some still argue that the matches were played by hundreds, while many others deny their existence altogether. There are photographs, sure, but over a century of time has likely contributed to their grandeur and significance in the history of the war, when in reality, they were probably quite small. But regardless of fact or fiction, the Christmas truce and the games or kickabouts that accompanied them were a symbol of the power of sport, the power of soccer, that which brings individuals together, individuals who have far more that unites them than divides them, united by faith, by sentiment toward the war, by sport. The silence that fell across the battlefields on December 25, 1914 was filled only by carols, by laughter, and by the soft pounding of boots on a frozen no-man's land turned into a soccer pitch for just a little while. From all of us on the Win Loser Draw Show, Merry Christmas. Today and every day, we honor the victims of World War I. Thank you for your service to veterans everywhere. And this episode was researched, written, and produced by me, Chris Singleman. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday with friends and loved ones. The Win Loser Draw Show will return in 2019. If you'd like to tune into any of our episodes up to this point, you can still find us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the WLOD show in the new year. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at the WLOD Show, or you can send us your feedback privately at the WLOD Show at gmail.com. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Get out there and play some soccer. It doesn't matter how cold it is. 